to the Freedom Nation podcast with Jeff Kickle. On this show, Jeff shares his expertise in financial and retirement planning from a different perspective. Planning for your Freedom Day, which is the first day that you wake up and have enough income or assets and do not have to go to work that day. Learn how to calculate what you need, how to generate income sources, and listen to interviews from others who've done it themselves. Get ready to experience your own Freedom Day. Hey, Freedom Nation, it's Jeff here once again, and we are interviewing one of my good friends today, Jimmy Brown. Uh, Jimmy is uh, called the CPA lifeguard, and it sounds kind of weird, and it sounds like he uh, goes out and saves, you know, saves people in the water, but actually he saves uh, IT, or he, he, he works in the IT field, and he saves CPA firms from all the craziness that can happen in uh, the IT world for them. So, Jimmy, welcome to the show, my friend. Great to be here, uh, Jeff. How are you doing? I am doing fantastic. Um, So, you know, let's kind of kick us off today and uh, talk a little bit about your story. How did you how did you get to where you are today? And um, and what was your what's the path that you went on? Well, uh, the path I went on, obviously, is information technology. Hmm. But that started. Man, let me go back. Let me go back when I was in high school. Senior in high school is when that started. And I went to a vocational school. My mom kept bugging me about it, even though she was right. I should have went both years, but I said, fine, I'll go my senior year. And I said, you know what? I'm gonna try this computer programming class. I know nothing about this, but I'm gonna give it a shot and see uh, if I enjoy it. And so it started there. And as I started programming, it just clicked. And I just fell in love with all aspects of technology after just attending one year of, 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 of that vocational school, computer programming mainframe. Mm-hmm. Now, originally, I'm supposed to be a programmer, but I am not. But <laughs> what drew me into it was the fact of troubleshooting and problem solving. Mm-hmm. And uh, I realized, hey, I can do this actually in other IT fields. Mm-hmm. network servers because uh, sitting at a desk just does not it's boring for me okay and looking at the screen I'm not saying that that's a bad thing some people like sitting in front of the encoding all day I technically don't unless there is a a benefit for it like if I'm becoming a hacker right ethical hacker that right there would excite me because now I'm going to war against the bad guys or something like that. <laughs> Sorry, if my side. Not, not saying, yeah, not saying you actually do this, but just right, not saying, right, not saying I'm actually doing this, but that's the part of it's like, ooh, I can get into this again, um, but we'll get into that later. But mm-hmm. so for me, uh, as we do this, is, is that the problem shooting, uh, troubleshooting of uh, hardware or software anytime mm-hmm. it wasn't running correctly. I just picked it up uh, as I worked uh, in the corporate world. My boss, he, you know, he was people's programming and I was programming, but we also had a network and we didn't okay. really have a network person because, you know, this is when networks first came out, right? You're running cables, you're running, uh, I think even Windows first, Windows networks first came out. So we, mm. so we are sitting here trying to juggle both. And it started to get very busy for us because the small business that we worked for was a pharmaceutical company, but it started to grow from 25 to 50 to 75 people. Well, you're going to have network issues. 
um, that we don't understand. And we always couldn't call out a consultant or even had a consultant at the time. So he said, hey, how would you like to try this out? I can handle a load of the programming. I said, I said sure. And I just started doing it. He looked at me like, how did you fix that? I'm like, I don't know. I just knew <laughs> what to do. <laughs> I don't know what I did, but I fixed it. I don't know. Right. You know, it's, it's, I think of it as, um, you know, you sit the person down in the piano and they start playing. You're like, yeah. oh, my gosh, they have a natural talent and they just they're just doing it. and don't really even know how to read music mm-hmm. at all. Yeah. And that's how, you know, it started from there. And man, I've just been passionate ever since then. Well, I guess the good part, too, is you were in at the, the really early stages of it. So you really understand the evolution of it much better than, you know, somebody that's getting into it today. They don't really understand how networks have evolved over the years. Yeah. You know, that and and, and programming, mm-hmm. you know, the, you know, we see GUI interfaces, right? But behind the scenes, there's still DOS code. There's still coding yeah. behind the scene that I'll dig up some old DOS commands or something. And then and, and people like, I didn't know that was back. I'm like, yeah, it is. Trust me, it, it hadn't changed. It was funny. I was walking past. Uh, I was walking past a guy uh, that was working here in the co-working space yesterday, and I just happened to glance down at his computer, and all I see is a black screen with a little, you know, basically look like a, a you know, a, a DOS screen. I was like, oh, that can't be good. And he goes, he goes, no, 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 no. He goes, I work in Linux completely. <laughs> yes, I don't. I don't like working on Windows at all. I just work in Linux, and I'm like, good for you, man. <laughs> You know, and, and that's the thing, right? I mean, just just doing Linux or whatever, that that right there is 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 essentially a lot of it is written in code. We just yeah. put a, we just put a GUI, we just put a slap of, you know, just, it's, it's the engine behind it, right? Mm-hmm. We just pretty, you know, we just make it yeah. pretty. We, we put a pretty, yeah, we put a pretty picture on top of it, but it's just basically the same thing. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, I remember. I remember when I first worked for Fidelity when we first uh, we were converting over from that, you know, the old. IBM mainframe, basically, mm-hmm. you know, look of everything to the to the GUI interface. And I remember there was people that were obsessive about why well, I, I won't use that one be- if I need to really do calculations. I'm only going to go back into the old one. And I'm like, you do realize it's the same information, right? <laughs> All it's doing is it's just a picture of the information. So there's nothing, you know, miraculous or anything behind the scenes that it's not happening on the front end side of it. Yeah, I mean, right now, it's really just, what, more lines of code to do more functional yeah. things, but also, too, it's more bucks. Yeah. Think about it, right? If you had the old DOS programs, you go in there and you tweak them, you write them, or either the mainframe programs, you tweak them, and then that was it, and that fixed the issue. Now, when you got so many zillion lines of code out there, oh, yeah. you know. Well, and you, you change, I mean, just... Just any update you get on Windows, you know, it's like, oh, please, you know, I'm going to get an update. I think I got the update on Windows 11. And, mm-hmm. you know, I it, my first time my computer's ever frozen, you know, after uh, now it's been just constantly freezing and everything else. And I'm like, OK, can I go back to 10, please? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I don't really like this one. 11. Yeah, I, I, I told my client, one of my clients sent me an email Saturday. It's, yeah. Um, CPA firm. And she's messing with me, right? And she says, should I click continue to upgrade the Windows 11? And I'm like, oh. and I'm sitting here like, and I'm in the car driving. I'm like, no. And I'm like, stop. I'm like, I'll call her like, don't even think about it. She's just started laughing. I'm like, don't even think about it. Please don't do this. You're going to cause way more work for me than it's worth. So I get in Monday and I'm like, okay, let me put a policy in here so they don't even see this. Yeah. <laughs> there's always yeah. one. There's always one in the crowd, right? 
Yeah. Well, should I do this? Yeah, right before tax season. That's genius. You, you yeah. definitely want to do that right now. Right. So yeah. So no, I would have told you, uh, Jeff, no. Yes. Yeah. No. <laughs> Please don't do it. Well, it it snuck it in on me. That was the problem. I kept, oh, I kept wow. fending it off. I kept fending it off. You know, hey, do you want to upgrade? No, I don't want to upgrade. And it caught me. It caught me at a weak moment, and all of a sudden, <laughs> boom, you're done. <laughs> So tell me a little bit about, you know, that transition from, hey, you were working in the corporate world to now, hey, I'm going to go do my own thing. Well, that was that was a forced transition. That was okay. forced because, um, well, you're going from corporate. I was in corporate, but then actually I wanted to consult hmm. because I've seen other guys that would come in and work for us. And I'm like, man, that looks exciting. You guys are on the road looking this, that. And the one guy was like, it's not that glamorous, I'm telling you. I'm no, like, it's sure it is. Yeah. Sure it, it, is. it pretty much sucks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I went on ahead. I transitioned to be a consultant. I worked for quite a few consulting firms. Okay. And uh, so from there, then I went to work for myself. However, that was a forced uh, decision because the person I was working for actually let me go. <laughs> so, and I was like, man. What happened? Mm-hmm. And I find out eight months later, he was actually trying to sell the company and I was one of the highest paid. So of course, both look better. <laughs> I need to let you go. <laughs> and in I can't be of, honest with you about that. Right, right. In the middle of why I was building my home. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> and I had a child on the way at the time too. Oh yeah, so just I'm to like, add to the fun. Yeah, right. there's no, nothing like, else. Yeah. I'm like, really, man? So it, I didn't incorporate at that time. I ended up uh, temping, and I believe uh, off there I told you I was. Um, I said, "Man, I need a job." I couldn't find anything for six months. I'm like, mm-hmm. I even applied to, to to Target. To I'm like, people are not That's calling. Me. They probably say, "Well, what have you been doing for 20 years? Have you been in jail or whatever?" But I never got a call back. Yeah. So I, and in the corporate places I did apply, they just felt like, "No, you're not a fit. This is not mm. going to work." Yeah. Um, and, and I got a couple of feedbacks uh, where a friend of mine said, yeah, we asked them. They said they thought that you would probably leave in a few months. I'm like, well, yeah, because I looked at the corporate world has so much fluff. I'm, I was working in small to medium sized businesses. When you yeah. work in large enterprise, I said, well, why do we have to have one person to hand out user IDs? That just don't make sense to me. <laughs> the department. And she looked at me like, well, that's just how we do it here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, we actually have somebody that's paid like, $80,000 a year to hand out IDs. Yeah. You know? Well, you know, it made me think of office space, right? Yeah. And the guy that says, exactly, you know, what do you actually do here? I said, well, you know, I go between the customer and I also talk to the programmers. And the guy's yeah. like, well, why couldn't we just have the, the programmers talk to the customers directly? Yeah. <laughs> well, but, but yeah, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so from there, I started temping. So okay. I was running from um, a suburb of Carroll Stream, Illinois, and then I would run to Chicago. Okay. And that's like probably, you know, it's probably, you know, I was going in midday traffic, right? So it was like an mm-hmm. hour and a half to get out to the suburbs. I would start in Chicago, then I would go out to the suburbs, then I would end my day probably about seven o'clock in the evening, then I would come home, then I would do that thing over and over for, for years. And then I just ended up saying, you know what? I mean, if I did it for about a year or two, and I was working through a temp agency, and I said, I talked to one of the guys that worked at the temp agency. I said, you know what, man? One, I need more money. Yep. And he was like, well, 
he's like, I'm not going to say anything, but why don't you, you know, we were, we we're off work. He's just like, Hey, why don't you see him? They'll let you go full time. And, you know, I'll mm. just tell them that they don't want the contract anymore. You know, he, he helped me out. And from there, I just uh, went on ahead and started working for myself. And then, you know, a couple more years of 2007, I went on ahead and incorporated uh, Innovative Network Solutions. Mm-hmm. And that's when I started working for myself. But that pushed me into running my own business, mm-hmm. uh, being a much happier person, more, more, I, I'm a self-starter. So being much happier and doing that and, you know, because me and corporate world never really fit anyway. <laughs> always kind of bucket against the system saying, well, I don't understand all this policy and procedures. Uh, well, we uh, can just do this and just move on. Why do we have so much fat hanging around here all the time? <laughs> exactly, right? So, Why do we have to have meetings about meetings? I've never understood right. that. Yeah, well, there's a troublemaker. We got to get rid of him. Yeah. Ask too many questions. <laughs> <laughs> You're doing your work too fast. You're screwing it up for all of us. Right, right. Yeah, we're going to need you to slow it down a little bit. <laughs> once again, and once another office space thing here, your TPS report. Did you know you had to have a cover sheet on your TPS? I know. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh, uh. Well, cool. So let's talk a little bit about, you know, because a few years ago, you kind of even made a transition inside your IT business um, to to be a little bit more niched and focused. Yeah. You know what? Uh, we realized that we need to be a specialist yep. and not just serve every industry. Mm-hmm. You know, we were trying to capture everybody. You know, we're capturing uh, not-for-profits. We're capturing uh, manufacturing. Then we had a couple medical and we have medical people, right? But as I looked at it, I'm saying, you know what? We need to be a specialist. When you go to the doctor in whether, you know, opinion, your insurance, whatever, you're always going to get that referral to that specialist. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with being that, 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 that medical doctor. But if I need a heart specialist, I'm going to want, what? I'm going to, I don't want my general practitioner doctor working on my heart, mm-hmm. you know, because hey, yeah, I looked it up. Yeah, I think I can, should be able to do this surgery for you. You know, um, I don't think that's going to probably work. You're going to be like, uh, no, I really want a specialist who's really great in his field because this is what he does. Oh, so, boy, I always wanted to do this. Exactly. <laughs> right. So we said, you know what, where should we specialize in? Where, where, where do we really have years of experience in? And we looked okay. at it and we said, well, the accounting industry. OK. Uh, we understand them. We, we know when it's crunch time, we know what they're looking for. Mm-hmm. And also too, that we've seen the bugs with the software. We know the workarounds. We know workarounds that the, that the software developers don't know. Mm-hmm. They're never gonna recommend, but I'm like, oh, we, we can do this. This is a quick fix if we do this. This will keep them going. Obviously during tax season as we're in right now, if I can't get something that is resolved quickly, then I'm like, okay, let's use this for a workaround. Does it work for you? Yeah, it's an extra step, but it'll help me get, you know, because, you know, yeah. accountants, accountants are, it's, it's an extra step or CPAs are, it's an extra step, but yeah. it lets me get the job done. Okay, and I'll get back to you tomorrow or whatever with a, yeah. a resolution is kind of, is what we do. Good. So, and I'm, I'm assuming there, there's just a lot more complexities to the, to working with accountants from the IT perspective than a lot of other industries. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, there's also IRS mandates, you know, security. Um, there's also IRS updates, data recovery. What happens if system does go down? Um, you know, are you in a cloud environment or are you are are you hybrid? 
So there's different flavors of things to, to have um, for, for a county firm to choose from depending on their budget. Yeah. Sure they're up 24 seven. Absolutely. Now, do you find, uh, you know, our, our, I always think of the accountant with all the piles of paper on their desk and everything else. Mm-hmm. Do you find that they're becoming a little bit more open to moving, you know, moving their business up into the cloud and, and being a little bit more or less paper oriented? It depends on the leadership, right? Yeah. It depends on the management of the accounting firm. If you got some that are saying, hey, I only got a few more years ago, they're probably not going to make that investment. If you got some lean ones or some large enterprise ones, then they're, yeah, they're going to use, they're going to invest in the technology, the monitor, the scanners, all the technology to make that happen. So okay. they're able to still work remote. Uh, maybe you're able to write on your screen or have dual monitors where you can tag and write on things, uh, you know, as if you would use like for a sticky note, you know, if you got a okay. sticky note or something you need to write on to say, oh, remind me to go back and look at this calculation, remind me to input this once I get additional information from my client. So it all depends on the firm itself. And, you know, it, it depends on them, on their budget and what they mm. want to spend. Yeah. So, I mean, what's, what's been the change? You know, I mean, we all, we all kind of had to readjust during COVID um, and I'm sure a ton of firms, you know, they, they had to basically have everybody out of the office, but how has that changed now that we're, Kind of coming out of this COVID world and lockdowns or, or you know, the restrictions are coming off. Are you seeing a lot more firms bring people back to the office, or are they still working remote, like hybrid arrangements? Uh, my, my my SMBs are definitely wanting people to come back into the office. Okay. I mean, there's medical. There could be some medical reasons, right? Yeah. But as we come out of COVID, I think everyone they rather have everyone back into the office, I mean, in the office, but they also too, we still have that hybrid that if you want to work from home, you can. Okay. Or I'm seeing people say, Hey, I'm done at five. And I can, we, we can look our, we can look at our login logs and see people will log in after dinner at seven o'clock mm. or something and continue to do another three or four more hours additional work from home. Got it. Got it. So are you finding that the, you know, I mean, everywhere, everywhere else in the world, we're seeing that great resignation of, you know, well, you're making me come back to the office. I'm out of there. Are they, are they retaining people in these firms? You know what? As I talk to my, my clients, that's a tough one because mm. um, they'll, you know, with the tax season, it can be pretty rough out there yeah. because, because there's still, there's still work from, from PP, you know, from PPP, yeah. Uh, there's still additional work. There's still some tax returns that they're still working on their backlog on. Mm-hmm. And so it didn't actually make it easier, uh, easier for them to give them more work. But then also, too, when you need extra employees, when someone's available, you know, from what I'm hearing, they just snag them quickly. Like, yeah, you got to grab this person. I think they're a fit. And if they're not, well, you know. So, yeah, I mean, I've seen them get some temps in. Okay. I've also seen them um, bring some extra people on board. Yeah. Well, I mean, it. That's kind of normal. Anyhow, they always staff up during the, you know, they'll, they'll get those contract people to come in and just do tax returns and things. So uh, it's good to know that that's kind of coming back to its normal, normal world of they were always scrambling for employees. During yeah, tax yeah, yeah. yeah, I think it's still uh, with the PPP definitely put them in a state of a little more. Yeah, well, it's just more. It's more stuff that you've got to file. And I mean, that I know my bank on the PPP stuff took forever to mm-hmm. just recognize that, okay, you know, I mean, we turned the paperwork in and it was, 
six, seven months later, that still showed up on my account as an open an open balance. And then it finally one day went away. So, um, but I mean, it was taking forever. And then, you know, of course, then that has to go on to the attorney or to the accountant and everything else. Mm-hmm. What's uh, what's new in your world? What is there anything new on the horizon that you're you're trying to do? Uh, yeah, I think you know, for us, we're looking into more cybersecurity. Okay, um, being more conscious of that, but also too, uh, I want to say we're we are becoming specialists at it, but we do want to have more knowledge, more more understanding as these things happen. Um, I think we well, I mean. We, 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 we are, we are, we are educating ourselves more hmm. how, how cybersecurity, not just always outsourcing it, but also yeah. to being aware of how can we continue to grow in that area mm-hmm. uh, to, to protect our clients. Well, and I mean, you know, you, you've got people that have a ton of sensitive information. You know, it's not just name, you know, address and social security number that you're gathering. You're they're They're gathering every piece of financial information for a ton of clients and putting that up online. So yeah, I'd, I would say that that has to be an area that you have to focus on more and maybe it becomes a little bit more in-house as you know, as you know, those businesses more in depth. Right. Yeah. I th- think that, that that's, that's the key right there. Uh, bring it more in-house. Yeah. You know, because it's the industry that is just growing and even the government is trying to, it's trying to, uh, get a handle on it and mm-hmm. it's just more of a, there's a shortage. Yeah. There's a shortage of cybersecurity experts out there. Yeah. There's, there's not a shortage of uh, people on the other side of the equation. That's for sure. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, let's transition into the uh, fast five questions. Okay. So first question, you wake up in the morning, your business is totally gone. You have $500, a laptop computer, place to live, food, and clothing, what do you do first? Buy some food. Okay. <laughs> Secondly, I would take uh, the rest of that money and start investing in educating myself into not just cybersecurity, but something new that is in our technology industry mm-hmm. that, that possibly could be the next big thing. Okay. Nice. That's what I would do. Perfect. I like that idea. What is the... Um, what is the biggest business mistake you've ever made? Oh, wow. Trying to uh, well, set up another stream of income. Okay. But I did it. I tried to do it in a different industry. Oh, okay. <laughs> I did, like other folks. I'm going to admit it. Tried the real estate thing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I probably should have said, you know what? Let's look at this from a technology point of view, because this is what we're good at. Mm-hmm. And maybe we put our focus somehow with technology, maybe in, in, in uh, um, real estate and not saying, oh, let's go try to get a mentor. Let's try to uh, invest in real estate and things yeah. like that. So that was definitely, that was that was a big mistake. It was an <laughs> experience that I still regret to this day. Yeah. A lot of aggravation. Uh, and money. And uh, money. I, I want to leave that out, but thanks for reminding me. Just yeah, sorry, but it, it it has to be painful for it to be a learning experience. I know. <laughs> What's a good book that you would recommend for other entrepreneurs? Uh, Can't hurt me by David Goggins. Um, okay, that was always man. That just just a psychological aspect of that book. 
Mm -hmm. Anytime we, we are learning something new, right? It can be painful, yep. uncomfortable, but also too, when we are right in the midst of trying to get past and, and, and learn that process, um, that's something that we have to understand is not going to always be forever. You know, it's not always going to be a difficult mm -hmm. process to get past. So I tell myself anytime I'm learning something new that, you know, because I, I tell myself tomorrow's not going to be that difficult the next day. Yeah. Or I even look ahead and say, you know what, next week's going to be really easy. So just stick yeah. it and you'll be okay. Well, I have in my uh, I have in my office the Navy SEAL thing on the wall that says the only easy day was yesterday. So oh, exactly, exactly. <laughs> just, just keep pushing. Yeah, that that is a phenomenal book. Actually, the best I would recommend to anybody that uh, that wants to to read that book, I would recommend doing the audio book because the audio book is like fifty times more oh my gosh, in depth. It is. it is. Yeah, because I mean it, it, it's actually him. And the co-author of the book, uh, they recorded almost two and a half hours of, of extra stuff that's on there. That, I think it's like a total of like a seven hour audio book, but it was it was one of the best audio books I've ever listened to. Uh, that man is just straight up crazy. There is no. <laughs> no, it, it, it was definitely a great book. I actually listened to that during COVID. Yeah. I mean, oh, my gosh, I was just something in yeah, it was, I, I, it was sometime right around there. I think what I think my one of my guys that works for me recommended it, and I was like, "Well, let me do the audio book first because I'm kind of that way now." And I do, do mm -hmm. a lot of driving, and I was like, "Holy crap, this was a phenomenal!" But I don't even own the book book, I, which I usually would do. But man, I was like, "Jeez, this the the audio book you get your your fill right there." You do. You don't. You don't need the um the other book at all. Yeah, really. And, that's what I'm saying. It just had me so tuned in. Yeah. And I just get up and, you know, the gyms were closed. So I would just, mm -hmm. I'm doing my walks, my, my, my few miles walks or whatever I was doing or working out. I would just yeah. that book. Yeah. That is awesome. What's a tool that you use in your business every day that you would recommend others use? Ooh. Oh, that I recommend other people use. Wow. I guess I can't say my monitoring tools because that's really IT related. <laughs> that's what I use every day to watch and see what it's like the overlord is looking over and seeing what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> um, man, that's a good one. You know, I use, I guess for me, I mean, I've tried Evernote. I've tried, mm -hmm. I, I still just constantly am using my Outlook. I do mm -hmm. um, my Teams. I try to, I stick a, lot, a little, a lot in the, a collaboration of that SharePoint, uh, okay. sharing documents, all those types of things. That's pretty much what we stick to in the Microsoft world. Yeah. Um, I just have not tried any other items because, you know, we're constantly using it every day or a yeah. client uses it. So that's what we Yeah, you, you pretty much have to, you have to toe the line anyhow, because it's what you're using with your clients. And right. Yeah, it, it's funny because like my businesses, I, I most of my other businesses run on, you know, on Google. And then I've got one business that runs on, on, you know, all Microsoft stuff. And so it's kind of a, a weird combination of, okay, I can do some things in one and others I can't. And, um, but I mean, I think it's just, you know, it, it, it powers, you know, it, it's a total ecosystem that's built together, which is interesting. Right. Right. Um, all right. Well, what's the best way that if somebody is interested in getting a hold of you, what's the best way for them to get a hold of you? Let me reach out at uh, www.cpalifeguard.com. Brilliant. Or they can email me at 
jimmy.brown at cpalifeguard.com. And that is jimmy, J-I-M-M-I-E. I-E. Yes. Brown at cpalifeguard.com. They can reach me that way. Or they can call the office 630-230-8580. And yes, we do service outside Illinois. Nice. Awesome. Well, cool. So thank you, my friend. I appreciate you being on the show today, sharing your experience, uh, sharing, you know, your transition and kind of your freedom day with the rest of the audience. Uh, Folks, this is what we talk about. You know, it's why we're doing these interviews to talk about all the different types of industries. So whatever floats your boat, if you're sitting there in a cubicle, um, office space style, cubicle, you don't enjoy doing what you're doing, you're concerned about, well, you're never going to be able to retire, just stop thinking about it and start focusing on how to develop your own freedom day. And the only, you have total control of that. You can start your own little side gig that can turn into a full-time gig. I mean, it's basically what Jimmy did. He kind of got forced into it, but it is, uh, it's what all of us have done that have found our freedom day. You know, we just had to find something that we were passionate about And once you're passionate about it, it's really not work from there. So thanks for joining us. We'll see you guys back here for the next episode. Thank you for listening to the Freedom Nation podcast. You can find us on Apple Podcasts and all the major channels. Wherever you're listening, please subscribe to the channel and leave a rating and review. If you have friends and family that could benefit from their own Freedom Day, please share with them. Finally, join Freedom Nation by following us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.